Welcome back to the podcast. This week, Dwayne chats with Nutanix technology champion Yurun Thielen about OVH Cloud, and we dive deep into his blog post titled Nutanix on OVH Cloud. Let's join the conversation. I'm excited to have on the podcast today, Yurun Thielen, right from our NTC community. Welcome to the show. Yeah, hello. Welcome, uh, Dwayne. Good, uh, good to be here. Yeah, I was. Um, I saw your blog post. I guess it's probably a couple weeks now on OVH Cloud, and I'd done some prior work creating some videos. So I wanted to have you on for your perspective on OVH Cloud versus hyperscalers and the work that you've done there, and also maybe uh, at the end get into what you're doing with uh, the Citrix community. But for people out on the interwebs, maybe just give a you know, a brief story of what you've been up to and and um, any other accolades you want to tell everybody. Yeah, so so my name is Jeroen Thielen. You were pronouncing it uh, very well <laughs> for an English guy. <laughs> um, so I'm 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 started. I started my career in 1996 or so, 1997, uh, with Citrix. I was one of the first guys, uh, lucky, uh, playing with the Citrix software back then. I never let it go. Uh, I always did it, uh, designing, implementation, troubleshooting, trainings, everything regarding uh, Citrix, the whole stack. And uh, I even worked for them a couple of years. So I was a Citrite. Um, and then I started my own company, uh, doing a lot of Citrix stuff again. And uh, then I got involved with the Nutanix stuff. Uh, and the combination Citrix, Nutanix is lovely. It's, it's, but well, I can say I think it's the best, um, but uh, nowadays I'm doing more and more Nutanix stuff. So I'm shifting from full-time Nutanix, uh, sorry, full-time uh, Citrix work to full-time uh, Nutanix work. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so now I'm I'm doing uh, design implementation, the same as I'm doing always did with with Citrix, but now for Nutanix also with. Uh, I'm a certified instructor, so I can give the Nutanix training. Uh, most of the time it's in Dutch, uh, but sometimes it's in English also uh, when they ask, can you give me, uh, can you give us a training? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm lovely to do that. <laughs> yeah, so that's me in nice. a nutshell. So lots of, lots of desktops and I guess <laughs> ServerVert just comes naturally with it. And I think after... You've been doing VDI for a while. Probably the server vert actually is probably a little bit easier. It tends to be a little bit less moving parts, I think. Yeah. At least that's my perspective on it. If you can handle a VDI deployment at scale, you can probably <laughs> handle a couple hundred server VMs. But how um, how did you get to um, OVH Cloud? What what drew you to their offer? Oh, that, well, that is a nice uh, story. So last dot uh, next in uh, in Chicago I was there and I met my new uh, best friend <laughs> Marwan there from uh, from OVH Cloud and uh, while we were drinking beers <laughs> I said I want to have a cluster from you just to to play with it to get a feel what your guys are doing and um, I actually got two clusters from them for a month uh, to play with. And um, that's how I got in the OVH cloud. Marwan did the presentation during .next. And uh, yeah, and I really liked what I saw there. So that's why I want to 
play with it, write a blog post of it uh, to get it more into the community. Uh, so people know OVH Cloud. They know what happened <laughs> last year, uh, but they're uh, doing cool stuff uh, with the new Tenix clusters. Uh, that's what I know. I know they have they have data centers now that looks like in the States. They've had ones in Canada where I'm based for a while now. Yeah. Um, is there, you mentioned people know, I don't know if they're quite as known in the North America side, but I think when people take a look at their pricing and it's ultra competitive. Yeah, and I, when I was playing with, with the cluster and I looked at their uh, offers, they have more. I, I, they are really competitive with, with everything they're doing. So I'm thinking about moving my, my blog post just to there uh, because their website, their the offer for hosting a, well, my, my blog is, my website is not that big. Not many users are visitor, or visitors I have, but I'm thinking of moving it to them because they're cheap and they're fast with everything. And their uh, dashboard is pretty intu- intuitive, easy to to understand and to work in so yeah even with the new tennis cluster it's it's so simple to do over there yeah now, now they they use a concept of vrax in in the ovh cloud world for for networking how how intuitive was that for you when you were setting up your first new tennis cluster yeah so i got two clusters one in uh roubaix uh, in france and one in uh Gravelin is also in France, and if the French listeners probably say I will pronounce it wrong, but <laughs> forgive me. So I got two clusters. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Gravelin and Roubaix, uh, two clusters, they're on, 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 on split uh, on, on their own VRAX. And in the, in the dashboard, you can easily uh, move components out of a VRAX and put it in another VRAX. It's just like, okay, click, remove, click, Add and that's it. Of course, you have to wait a couple of seconds to to have to make everything work. But that is it. So easy. So the VRAC and and um, they have a lot of uh, uh, documentation already. So if you go to the documentation page of the on the OVH cloud, you can find uh, a Nutanix part when they say moving out of in uh, VRACs how it works. Uh, but I didn't. I saw that later that it was there. I said, okay, but it's pretty intuitive. It's just simple how it works. Yeah. For, for Nutanix, I guess there's always the option to deploy files. I noticed OVH Cloud also has their own their own secondary storage that you could use as a service. I know they have like objects based. I'm not sure if they have their own file storage or not, but have, as far as using backups, have you looked at using that in the same environment? No, I didn't look at that because I got two clusters. So I did the data protection and, and leap uh, uh, between the clusters. So I haven't looked at their data uh, backup solution. No. Yeah, the I guess the one good thing about the, the VRAX in between the two sites, you probably leaves you wide open for really any Nutanix feature. Yeah. Flow, having L2, I guess it becomes pretty easy since it's yeah. all virtualized in my piece yeah and it's pretty it's low latency of course i had the the clusters in the in france so there's a low latency uh, so you can do metro availability or or leap uh, uh with an rpo of zero uh between the between the data centers yeah it's awesome 
<laughs> Would you look at OVH Cloud as a way to get out of your on-prem environment? And I guess where I'm trying to make a distinction is between there's the hyperscalers like of the world, like Azure or Azure, I guess, or how you ever want to pronounce it, and uh, AWS, which I kind of look at those places um, more commonly for bursting. Like you want workloads that are very, you know, ephemeral. They're not going to be around that long. Um, though there, there's always exceptions. Um, NC2 fits kind of into a bucket if you need guaranteed performance. But I think with the way that I looked at OVH Cloud and saw how they were able to provision, but is to me, it'd be like, if I had a workload that was going to be long living, I'd probably definitely give OVH Cloud a look. Um, and then based on burstings, maybe even tie in another hyperscaler uh, into the mix. Yeah. yeah. So it depends on the workloads you're running um, and, and, and what kind of applications. If you're already having a lot of application uh, put on Azure, for example, yeah, then probably the next step, if you're going to do a, a cluster on NC2 cluster, and then it will be on Azure, of course. Uh, but if you're a greenfield, um, yeah, then I would probably also look at OVH Cloud. Um, price where uh, they're so cheap. <laughs> and I hope they don't listen now and make the price higher. Uh, they're, they're cheap. Uh, I've put on the blog post also a link to you so you can do your own calculation on there. It's a no-brainer. Uh, so if you have to, if you want to have clusters in the cloud, you have definitely uh, take a look at the uh, OVH cloud. Yeah, we'll make sure to put the, your blog post in the in the show notes too, so people can go and read it for themselves. Yeah. yeah so it's it. Uh, yeah. Well, they have, you take a look at the pricing for your own. Uh, what 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 you need. I had the uh, basic clusters, so the cheapest one they have. So uh, I even did a, a, a explain uh, test on it to see what it is capable of uh, performance-wise, and it was perfect. No, no complaints there. It's a fast cluster, lots of uh, lots of IOPS in it, and uh, very cheap, as I said. So if you're going to migrate from on-premises uh, to the cloud, and you have AWS, Azure, or or well, well OVH Cloud, of course. Uh, it depends on, on, on your workloads, where you have to go. If you just want to go, okay, I want to get rid of my data center and I want all my virtual machines just running somewhere in a cloud, definitely take a look at OVH Cloud. Yeah. From, if you were designing uh, a Citrix environment and you wanted to get started, would you recommend two clusters, one for management, one for the workloads, or would you be say you'd be able to smart you know just start with one cluster and then move stuff <laughs> around after that? Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good. I always like to have two separate clusters, one for the infrastructure or or uh, the domain controllers, everything, uh, and a separate cluster for for VDI or or terminal service, whatever is being used. Um, but sometimes when we ha uh, what I see in in, um, in production is that they have a new tennis cluster just for VDI workloads. And uh, and then say, well, it's doing nothing uh, all day. We got a lot. All our users are working on it without any complaints, and it's doing nothing. Can we host our backend also on the cluster? Yeah, and then I have to 
size if it's possible, or maybe we do some um, extension on the cluster. Uh, but I always prefer to have a separate cluster for your for your wor- user workloads. Um, if a backup kicks in uh, during the day, uh, users can uh, user experience can drop then. So uh, yeah, best is to have a, a separate cluster. But it's budget wise, of course. <laughs> yeah, well, when you, if you're the person having to troubleshoot it, <laughs> it makes uh, it a lot easier. And then it's like, how, how are you even connecting in yeah. into the environment? And so, a lot of, you know, you've had a lot of experience with Citrix. Wanted to get some thoughts on how that's kind of evolving, not just in NVDI in general. So, uh, we have Nutanix files, which great home for persona but there seems to be less and less independent persona you know companies on the market they've kind of been gobbled up by various folks i think microsoft uh um who did i can't remember the last one they took but fs fs logics yeah yeah so fs logics is an so if you're uh, having a Citrix uh, environment, FS Logics is the way to go for your user uh, profiles. Uh, and the combination FS Logics on Nutanix files is a no-brainer. Uh, I do see a lot of VDI environments not even running on Nutanix, uh, and they're using traditional roaming profile uh, from Microsoft. And that's the first thing I'm trying to convince them, switch over to uh uh, to effort logics. So, and if you have that on the Nutanix cluster with uh, with Nutanix files, <laughs> well, yeah, you, you, got, you got the ultimate performance there then. Yeah. So you can still license that software directly from Microsoft then? Yeah, it is. It is. In, okay. It's, it's not. It, it is included in your license, uh, but there is one license type that it is not included in uh but no one like your windows sorry like in your windows license no it's or... in the it's in the client text yeah well in, in the client access license yeah yeah and there is there is one license type it's not included i've seen it once so they couldn't use it but that was a very cheap strange license no one is using i, I can't remember the name of the, the model of it anymore but yeah it it, it is it is included so yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's a no-brainer not using it <laughs> or to use it. <laughs> yeah, the the licensing side is always kind of a mess anyway when you start talking. Yeah, don't start on licensing with me. I, <laughs> there are people more uh, experienced with licensing. Uh, yeah, yeah. What are what are other trends in the the VDI space that have you think have made a a big change over the last? Five yeah, years. so it's the Microsoft. What is it? AVD. I'm not using it. I'm a Citrix guy, uh, but I do see that a lot of companies going there. So there's there's stop using uh, Citrix and move to uh, the Microsoft uh, the Microsoft VDI solution. They're changing their names every time, so I don't know the last <laughs> the last name. Uh, what's it called now? Yeah, so they're, they're changing. Uh, um, but the the well in the Netherlands uh, the bigger uh, the biggest companies are still using on-premises VDI uh, environments and they are also switching to uh, Nutanix 
Um, as, as, do you think that's like they have they have a need around management to keeping that that golden image or what what keeps them there or is it you know maybe it is even costing like no. you know things it, cost money regardless of where you put yeah, them yeah and it's just it's it's more like uh, they don't want the data in the cloud it's politics <laughs> yeah so they they stay on uh, on premises. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah and to be honest, if you do the uh, do the calculation, is the cloud really cheaper? I don't think so. If you do all the uh, the calculations correctly, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of hidden hidden costs. Exactly. Yeah. And I guess yeah. I uh, haven't done too many VDI sizing lately, but definitely in the virtualized server space when. You need guaranteed performance. Uh, the the instance types the hyperscalers provide can start making you jump yeah. through hoops, I guess, to get there. And and, and to, if you want to have VDI in the cloud, you should have your applications and your databases also on the same location. Yeah, keep your keep your data and your applications close to uh, where the user is working. So if you have a VDI environment in a cloud, but you have your backend still on your own premises, so you're working in a hybrid. Uh, environment uh, that's gonna not gonna perform users are not happy with that everything should be in the cloud or everything should be on premises then you've got the happy customers or the happy users uh, with their desktop yeah and that's just a you need you need to uh, calculate that if uh, if it's cheaper uh, or best to go to the cloud then as as far as the clients like the actual running desktops the what are you seeing on the security side? Are are there more third party agents sneaking their way in to those environments? For not what I see is that the uh, dark trace sensors are getting popular, uh, even on the uh, sensors on the Nutanix clusters. Um, for the end user connecting to the environment, it's always uh, and Citrix NetScaler, of course, in front of it. Uh, well, there was a big, uh, a big patch le- uh, last week or two weeks ago. What month? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I did see that go over. Uh, yeah, no, it was a nine point eight. So it was uh, people should patch their NetScalers. So if you're uh, hearing this and you did not patch your NetScaler, uh, well, you're too late already. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so security-wise, um, the NetScaler in front is, is of course it's an edge device, so you need to uh, monitor that uh, firewalls, etc. Yeah, that's not not an option. Oh, sorry, that's not a discussion. Of course, you should have those in place. Uh, but on the Nutanix side, we do see a lot of uh, Nutanix files, including uh, files analytics on it for data layers now. Um, so for the ransomware attacks. Uh, if we, if we have files in place, we just enable the, uh, the ransomware uh, detection, uh, which is in, in analytics. And uh, if you have your, uh, we, I'm, well, I'm trying to get the user uh, home drives also on the uh, uh, Nutanix file. So it's all secured by, uh, by the Nutanix stack. Yeah. It's good from a, a CPU point, I guess, you know, not having everything scanned twice because like that's the problem with putting scanners on the desktops or scanning stuff in and out and then also the file servers doing the scanning but yeah. i kind of feel there's always an arm race as soon as there's like the the new intel 
and AMD CPUs are out, you know, there's just another piece of software that's going to, yeah. you know, make use of it. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, so virus scanners are, well, they must be on your environment on each uh, on each workplace, of course. Um, but you have to tweak them uh, to your needs uh, on, on Citrix environments or VDI environments. Uh, I do see that companies are uh, implementing the virus scanner, uh, but then it's causing uh, a lot of time it's causing um, a performance issue because they don't implement the recommended exclusions for Citrix, for FS Logics, uh, etc. Um, and that will, well, you got your fiber scanner in place, it works, uh, but it, the user experience drops because they didn't configure it uh, correctly. So uh, security-wise, yeah, you need to have that all in place, of course, uh, but you have to configure it correctly to uh, minimize the user experience uh, drops in it. Yeah. Any last thoughts on OVH Cloud and maybe even separately Citrix? Or maybe uh, you want to tell the world that the next available training course that they could be get delivered in Dutch? <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know if there is a uh, OVH training course. I would love to create one for them uh, and, uh, and deliver it in English or in Dutch, though. Uh, <laughs> Oh, if, if the guys are listening, <laughs> <laughs> probably they do. So, uh, yeah, there could be a, there could be some nice uh, trainings for them. I've played, so uh, like I said, I had two clusters. Uh, I did one with, uh, I migrated my own on-premises uh, machines to it with, with data protection. I created a, a side-to-side VPN from my home, of course, uh, to OVH Cloud. And I, mig- and I got my own clusters here, or the community edition clusters, and I migrated the virtual machines to OVH Cloud. So I got my domain controller there, I got my golden image there, and my Citrix uh, uh, do- uh, delivery controllers, etc. And then I uh, created VD- a VDI environment on the second cluster, just because we can, uh, and to play with it. And uh, I got it, uh, it I, the clusters have, what was it? 192 gigabytes of RAM. So I could not run much virtual machines on it, although 50 or 60 per per node. Um, but it was working flawlessly. I could do everything I want. I could host uh, on the on the three node cluster. No, it was not 50. What was it? 100, 120 uh, concurrent users on the VDI environment. Of course, if I made it a terminal server or a server-based computing or SANAP, give it a name, I could host much more users on it, of course. So on a shared desktop. Uh, without any issues, just as it should be, uh, flawlessly. So, yeah, on the future, I will probably see more <laughs> Citrix environments in, uh, in OVH Cloud. Um, and hopefully the whole their whole environment migrating to it. And if, if, if they got a, if they need something to do, uh, need a, need a guy to do that, just give me a call. <laughs> I would love to do that. <laughs> sounds, sounds yeah. great. So there you have it. OVH cloud, easy to deploy, easy to get your workloads onto, I guess, typical Nutanix, um, experience with OVH cloud. And, uh, yeah. For more, uh, check out the blog links, and we'll we'll have the the blog post in there. And if you need any other further 
Nutanix or Citrix Hub, we have the guy for you. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for your thoughts. Thanks, Rain. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Nutanix Community Podcast. For free resources and materials, head over to next.nutanix.com. So with that, from your friends here at Nutanix, have a great week. Mm-hmm.